What's up, everybody? Uh oh, everybody's mics are on mute. Everybody's yep. mics are on you, mute. You do it every oh, time. I don't either. Okay, now now we're good to go. Welcome to okay. the uh, fuel pod where we don't know how to do anything correctly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might notice we have a uh, an extra um, person in an extra window, so I'd like to take this opportunity to welcome Katie to the podcast. Katie, if you want to just give us a little rundown of what your what your show is and you know, let us know about you a little bit. Yeah. Um, my name's Katie and I'm the host of the Dirty Driving Pod. It's an F1 podcast that has pre-weekend and post-weekend episodes. So in the pre-weekend, we do a little rundown of the news that you need to know before the weekend. And then in the post-weekends, we talk about what happened in the race and wrap up with my winners and losers I love F1. I have been a fan for a couple of years now and just so enjoy all the layers to the sport. So 
thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited well, to we're have excited you. To, yeah, we're excited <laughs> to have you. Great minds think what alike. Got you, what, what got you into F1? What, what, what was the drawing for it? Yeah, so it's actually kind of a funny story. Um, I was studying abroad and went to Monaco for my 21st birthday. Oh, wow. And wow. I were in the bay, the marina, if you will, and I look I'm up leaving. and I'm I'll like... I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's, it's a ridiculous story, but um, I'm in the bay and I look up and there's like a huge grandstand with bleachers and I'm like... <laughs> what is this? I have no idea what this is. And I see the little Monaco Grand Prix logo and I'm like, Oh, it's the big race. It's an Ironman too. It's in cars. Like I, I know what's happening here. And so, but I really don't. And I go back to the Airbnb that night and I'm like searching, Googling, finding everything I can. And I stumble upon the very first season of drive to survive. Um, and I Naturally. watch it. Yes. And I watch it all night long. I'm awake the whole night and I just fall in love with it. And after that, it's like the snowball rolling down the hill. It's yeah. just you get more and more into it. I always say there's so much to learn. And even 30 years from now, I'm still going to be learning more and more about F1 and all the intricacies to the sport. So that's how I found it. And I just stick around because it's hilarious. There's drama, there's politics, there's money, there's engineering. <laughs> so the child drama. Did you get to watch any of the race or were you there before, after like, how did that? Were yeah, you there I, was, I was there, I think two weekends before, if I'm okay. remembering correctly. So didn't get to see anything highly considered going back, but at that point, back. you know, trips were booked out, but, yeah. um, yeah, it was, it was such a wild moment to be standing there and that's how I, it all started. So I've asked, that's you know, a thousand crazy. people what got them into F1. I can tell you for a fact, none of them has said I accidentally ended up in Monaco. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. That's a pretty good first story right there. Yeah, uh, that'll yeah, hook yeah. you on the sport. I just happened to stumble on. A, I was listening to Pardon My Take, and they they were talking about Drive to Survive, and fell in love with it watching Drive. So yeah, kind of the same thing. Fell in love with it, but not in Monaco. Um, <laughs> so just real quickly, if you're listening to us on ESPN 105.1 uh, in Paris, thank you very much for tuning in. If you're on an audio podcast wherever you listen to us at, thank you. This is a good reason though to be watching on YouTube. You can see Katie. You can see she's the the host of Driving Pod. 30 driving pod. We'll have some graphics up here in a little bit with Miami on it. So always a good reason to watch YouTube because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, Let's all right. the, the facial reactions. Yeah. If you could have seen <laughs> Jay's reaction just now, it's worth the price of admission. I had no words. I had no words. For, yeah. Completely dumbfounded by the fact that she was yeah. in Monaco. That is his dream I mean, race. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? I mean, it's the Daytona 500 of F1. It's the yeah. big one. I mean, they it's all like, hate running it, but it's the big one, you know? I, I always say when the time comes, I will go to the Monaco Grand Prix and I'll be sitting on a yacht and I'll be watching the race <laughs> from the hot tub like Kimi Raikkonen did. And that that's the dream. So we're all working towards that dream, I yeah. think. Cool deal. Well, we got a lot going on tonight. Tonight, yes, if do. you're first-time listener, we typically do 
a majority F1 podcast and then do some other forms of racing. But we've got so much F1 to get through tonight. Um, we're going to start in, with, with Baku from this past weekend, and then we're just going to transition right into Miami. So starting with, uh, with Baku this weekend, kind of a crazy race. I heard some people say it was boring, but, you know, I think Katie brought up a good point when she was talking about, you know, all the drama that got, and there was tons of drama to be had if you looked for it at Baku this weekend. Um, we had new sprint rules this weekend, and I wanted to just go around the table and get everybody's two cents on what they thought of the new sprint rules. So, so I'll jump in. I'll jump in first because I didn't get to watch the sprint. Oh, okay. So here's what I know about it. I don't like the new concept. I don't like the new hours on the engine. I don't like. I don't like any of that, and I don't. I don't like that the sprint doesn't. I mean, I know there's some points involved or whatever, but it doesn't really mean anything the way it used to for qualifying. So right. now it's just like an extra small race. I don't know. To me, it's dumb. I don't. I don't understand the point of it. And I think if you're a fan, you watch um, practice anyway. So, or you at least watch a recap of practice or whatever. I don't. To me, it doesn't. I didn't like it. I wasn't a big fan. Jay, Katie, how'd you guys feel? Katie, you can go ahead. I'll go last. It went better than I expected it to go. I feel like the sprint shootout was interesting. It was shorter than a regular quality session and very enticing. However, I completely agree with you. I feel like if you're a diehard fan or maybe you're just a regular old fan, you like the practice sessions. You like to hear about the upgrades for the weekend and really see like what's going on behind the scenes, whether it's just watching the highlights or watching the full sessions. And I just felt like it took a lot of attention away from the Grand Prix itself. I felt like the whole weekend was about the sprint shootout and the sprint. And then we got to the Grand Prix and I think a lot of people were disappointed or bored uh, because the sprint shootout was so exciting and thrilling. Okay. Uh, both very, very valid viewpoints. I, I kind of had a different twist on it. And um, I don't, Katie, I don't know if you, if you're a F1 TV subscriber or not, but that's where we watch the majority. Okay, good. Uh, Cause that's really the only way to watch the weekend. But um, yeah, she, she's given away a year's worth of subscription, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. I remember yeah. seeing that. So if you're watching or if you're listening, go to dirty driving pod Twitter, right? Is that where it's Twitter, at? Instagram, the works. Okay. You'll find and us there. Everywhere. She's giving away a year right there. I'm, I'm entering just FYI. Well, it's totally I'm tired worth of paying it. for it. <laughs> wow. So I'm just going to pay for the whole one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so this was my thought. So the week building up to Baku, every, every press outlet ever, that's all they talked about. And you were right. It took away from the Grand Prix. Like everywhere you went, Formula One's website had like seven different articles on the sprint rules. Uh, then we watched the weekend warm up, and of course, Will Buxton and those guys are just straight the sprint rules, the sprint rules. But my weird thought after after watching it was that the drivers could have cared less. It was just an extra event that they had to run. And you know, you can call it fan service. Chad kind of the way he alluded to it made me feel like he thought it was more just fan service. But I think you're right. I think fans want to see the standard weekend. So I kind of think it detracted. I mean, the only cool part about it was the drama between Russell and, and Verstappen. That's the which best I'm sure part we'll talk about. Yeah. I just don't want, I don't want F1 to become NASCAR. I don't yeah, want them to become either. gimmicky. I don't want the yeah. dirt race. I don't want, I don't want them to become gimmicky weekend stuff. You know what I mean? I realize yeah. I'm not going to do that. I just don't want it to be gimmicky. You don't don't want them do to stuff just because. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it's just, I, I, it doesn't need to be, 
they, they're they're good enough as it is. They are the world class form of motorsports. Just be who you are. Do yeah, they thing, don't have to sell are. anything. No, I mean they really we don't. All they... wanted to be there. Yeah. Um. So the results of the sprint: Checo wins the sprint. Uh, Leclerc and Verstappen round out the podium, and then of course I already alluded to it: the tussle between. Wow, the tussle with Russell. The tussle with Russell. And um, and, Verst- and Verstappen, which I thought was great. Um, I don't know if anybody saw the YouTube short of Russell saying, I'm not going to just move over for the guy because he's Max Verstappen in a Red Bull. And he's right. And what made it, was- it worse is that Max is griping about something that he would have absolutely done if he was in the same uh, situation. What are your all's thoughts? Go ahead, Katie. Yeah, I completely agree. I have Max on my loser list of the weekend <laughs> just because of that incident. Yeah. I expect it from Max. Like, I'm not shocked by his actions, but I'm also like, grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you're and you're exactly right. He would have done the same thing. He probably would have even done worse. Yeah. I mean, a year ago for sure he would have done worse. And or two, yeah, two, his was, first championship season, he would have he would have wrecked everybody to get there. Anytime he's not doing what he thinks the world thinks he should be doing, if there's another car around him, he's going to blame it on that driver. If he's alone, he's going to blame it on the car. So, like when he couldn't catch Perez in the race, um, and we'll get to that in a second. But you know, it was the whole my different the brakes aren't working, the differentials out of whack. I'm sliding into the wall, and he was in fact sliding to the wall. But I think it was just because he was trying to, you know. Like he was race. pushing too hard kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the race kind of turned out as expected for Chad because you actually picked <sighs> Checo to win the thing. So he wins the race. I, I picked the so close to – Jay's going to – I told him I wasn't going to say this on the show. I picked the perfect uh, win play show and then changed it because Alonzo had a streak going. So I took Leclerc off and put Alonzo on. And Dang. I will back that up. He did do that. I'm going to give him a nice friend, Chad, tonight. Thank you, because he tore me uh, down in pre-show. <laughs> and uh, here's the thing, too. So, surprisingly, Leclerc ends up on the podium for the first time this year. Um, and, and, yeah, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a huge Ferrari fan, and I'm a huge Aston Martin fan. So, I'm kind of – I'm a house divided in my own head right now. So <laughs> All I hear um, about is Ferrari. It's ridiculous. Fernando Alonso is probably my favorite driver of all time. And just because he does so many different disciplines of racing very well. Um, but yeah, I was upset that he didn't get on the podium, but if he was going to lose the podium to anybody, I would have rather been Leclerc. So I was okay with that. Uh, I don't know how, what you thought of the race and who'd you have winning and, and whatnot. So I think I had Checo winning and then Alonzo in second. And I can't remember who I had in third, but I was for sure Alonzo was going to be on podium, but then they showed up with that new rear wing and had all the DRS issues. So oh, yeah. I knew I was screwed there. Um, and I I might have put Charles on there, but I don't want to say that I did and then be wrong. So well, so we were, Jay's a Ferrari guy. It's funny because I'm a Red Bull team guy, but I'm a George Russell fan. So what, who's your team? Who's your driver? Team Ferrari, like oh my die hard. You have yes. to. It's the classic. It's as much as they annoy me, I'll always love them. God. And then just, 
You're like being a <laughs> Cowboys fan, you're just gluttons for punishment. It's terrible. Yeah, we are. <laughs> it's and hard then, being a Tifosi man. <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. Every weekend is a struggle. Yes. Except for, well, it was still a little bit of a struggle for Becca, yeah. but we at least True. are improving. And then I am a diehard Lewis Hamilton fan. He is my okay. favorite person on the grid. He's my favorite person probably in the world. I love his fashion. <laughs> I love his class. And he's just great all around. Yeah. I you know, the one thing I was gonna Jay say, and was, I agreed on for a long yeah. time is how much we hated Lewis Hamilton. Like right. hated him. And I think it's because he wins everything, right? And, and then this last year or so, we Jay calls him, he dubbed him Humble Ham. And how do you not like the guy? You can't like, not that like it. Every interview, I'm like, jeez, I like this guy. And I don't want to like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't either. He seems like a cold dude. Part of mine, though, Katie, too, it comes from just a – I don't know why I can't explain this, nor am I going to probably, but um, I'm just not a fan of Mercedes cars. <laughs> I uh, I realize F1 car is not a Mercedes – I mean, I realize, you know, those cars are in a certain type of airframe and chassis and whatnot. But I'm talking about just the standard, you know, a lot of my love for Ferrari comes from their road cars because they make such beautiful cars. Um, I just feel like Mercedes cars are ugly and clunky. I always have, with the exception of the GT3 car that they run in, in World Challenge. Um, they're just not pretty cars. So, you know, anyway. Yeah, I mean, if I had to pick, if someone was gifting me, a Ferrari or a Mercedes, it's Ferrari 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all of us are picking a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest here. All yeah. of us are picking a Ferrari. That's all right. True. So, so what's the, by the way, Jay is tenfold Jay. That's what I call him. He's conspiracy theorist. He's the head conspiracy theorist. And I actually it's saw a conspiracy theory. It's 100% true. Okay. Uh, I saw a conspiracy theory on. True on Red Bull and the Verstappen pit debacle. So okay. again, I only watched the highlights. I didn't get to watch the race. We had stuff going on this weekend, so I didn't get to watch it. So you guys fill me in. What happened? What do you think? Was it just luck of the draw or what? Okay, so tire deck was a lot higher than they thought it was going to be at the beginning of the race. Um, and I don't, I mean, I wasn't in the Red Bull paddock or to uh, the pit box to see this, but from a viewer standpoint, we're running laps. They the the back of the field decides they want to pit, which basically forces the front of the field to pit. So then everybody starts diving into the pits. They finally bring Verstappen in, and it was almost like it was just, you know, coordinated together. But they bring Verstappen into the pits as DeVries pulls the bonehead move, uh, going into the tight chicane and runs it into the wall and breaks his steering arm or, or the or the push rod, one or the other, and goes into the wall. Brings out a full caution full safety car. So now Verstappen comes out of the pits and now everybody else gets the free pit stop. So it was uncharacteristic of Red Bull. That was my thoughts on it. Yeah, I definitely feel like it happens to the best of them at one point or another in terms of like going into the pits and then a safety car gets called and they're kind of just screwed. And I feel like I've seen that many times. I will continue to see that. And it's sadly just like the luck of the draw and Max did not, did not draw correctly this weekend. So did you guys see the conspiracy theory on it? Did anybody see it? So Verstappen was leading, right? When he went into the pits. Yes. So the conspiracy theory is 
that that Red Bull, the engineers, and everybody knew that Checo was faster and knew that Checo would catch him on track and wanted to basically not have to have that argument. So they decided to pit him instead. Pity, well, I, guess. I mean, I don't think that's a conspiracy theory at all. I mean, they might be calling it that, but that's also a good strategy. You've got two teammates that are silently at war. And yeah. they're, both, they're both very good. Um, and we're going to get to this later when we do the rip from the paddock uh, segment uh, where we pull the headlines without reading the actual articles because one of them is pretty pretty uh, close to what we're talking about right now. So I would like to table that until we get to that. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. So the other piece I had was, and, and Katie, I don't know if you noticed this or, or Chad from, your, from the highlights, but Mercedes, they kept getting up close to cars and they'd get DRS on them, and then they would try to pass. But, and it looked like they were just going to shoot by them. But then once they got wheel to wheel, they just backed off. And it wasn't, I don't think they were slowing down. That car has no, no straight line speed. Which is crazy. Because yeah. that used to be all they had. Like Russell would sneak up on a gun, then he'd be .2 and get DRS on the straight. He'd dive out the slingshot around him, and then he'd get up wheel to wheel. And then that was it. That's all he had. Couldn't close the deal ever. So I thought it was just bad. I felt bad for them. Yeah, that's got to be tough to have a race car that's just not fast enough to pass someone. Yeah. I mean, and disappointing considering they did so well in Australia. Well, yeah. so well relative to yeah. how they were where doing. Where they've been. I was excited going into this. Right. So I was like, okay, what are we going to see from Merck this weekend? It's going to be great. Toto's out there talking about how they're going to close the gap to Red Bull this year. And so I was just disappointed. And to see them get so close and then to not complete the mission, I was like, okay, we're just going to have to take an L on this weekend. Yeah. It was a rough weekend for the, for the Mercedes people. So um, one thing I want to say for, for somebody that says they don't like McLaren. In fact, I see, don't worry. I hate them too. There's a lot of orange and blue behind you. Now, there a is, lot, so, there's a lot of orange and blue. <laughs> so I started as a McLaren fan. Oh, well, um, okay. mainly because I, I liked the blue and orange mainly because I enjoyed Lando Norris. And at a time I did like Zach Brown and then the whole oh. Ricardo situation happened. That's and, our new favorite guest right here. And I just, <laughs> I, I don't know what they were doing. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know where the disrespect came from. But as soon as like the whispers were starting that they wanted to get rid of Daniel, I was like, okay, this is, this is sus. This is suspicious. And I don't like it. And it just, there were bad vibes all around. And so I've changed my tune when it comes to McLaren, but uh, the dirty driving colors are based off of the (laughs) golf that they ran in Monaco. They looked very (laughs) McLaren-y. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God, was Oh my God! Was that the year they ran the 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 golf? Was the year you were there? Wow! Yes, wow. it was. <laughs> so. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Well, they were yeah. they were better this week. You know, I always want to see them finish nineteenth and twentieth every single week, and not because I don't like anybody there, but exactly what you said. The way they handled that, the way Zach Brown came out and was like, "Oh, hey, he's got to be better." And then a week later or two weeks later, it was, no, I mean, we're not looking to, to move Danny Ray. I'm like, just just have an opinion and stay with it, man. Don't don't play the crawfish role. Just really irritated me. 
So I hate McLaren. After Zach grew the evil goatee, he like completely, like it was a totally different person. Says the guy with the evil goatee. Yeah, but I've always had mine, and you know, most of the time I'm a pretty nice guy. You are. You're. You're wonderful. Okay. So um, anyway. But yeah, McLaren McLaren seemed closer to form is what I put. And, and they were right. You almost have to just throw Red Bull out this year when you're talking about where teams are, which is sad. And I yeah. think Katie's going to allude to it in her podiums and back markers. And I'm going to allude to it in one of the other segments. But you throw Red Bull out and McLaren is exactly where they were last year. So, I mean, they've, they've kind of returned and Piastri's doing well. He's uh, doing good. But three teams that I put that are just a complete S show this year is uh, Alpine, Alpha Tauri, and Alpha Romeo. By the way, it, I, so I didn't see the race. What's going on with Alpine? Well, th- it was kind of a weird. They had new upgrades this weekend. Katie, correct me if I'm wrong, but they had a new upgrade package. Uh, Gasly went out, and I think in free practice one, had some kind of smoke coming out of the back, retired it. Um Ocon was doing well. Then he fell to what I'm calling the stupid, we're not going to pit debacle. And we'll get to that later because that was just, it was beyond asinine for two teams. And we'll talk about it, but um, they just fell apart this weekend. It was a weekend to forget Alpha Towery. Get debris, pull the bonehead move into the wall. And Yuki just could not catch a break. What did and Yuki finish? Was, was it 11th? No, it wasn't 11th this week. <laughs> it's I think been it was 11th like every week. Or something. So oh, that's funny. Um, Katie, I don't know what you thought, but that's kind of what I saw this weekend. It was just. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Alpine two weekends in a row, not impressive. And then Alvatari, Nick DeVries, I, he needs to shape up or just leave. And I'd be fine if like he left in the middle of the season, if this is going to continue. And I do feel bad for the guy because he's getting compared to Mazespin and Nicholas Latifi. And like, that's not a category you want to be in. Yeah. So, I've never heard Mazespin. That's the first time. <laughs> we call him Gotifi. When I say Mazepin, I always say, you know, uh, consult your physician before taking Mazepin. <laughs> <laughs> So it's uh, cool when everybody's got their own version of the nickname. That's but, pretty funny. Um, I actually invented an award for the show called the Gotifi Award. It's usually for the biggest bonehead move in racing that weekend. So DeVries is going to be, we'll get to that. By the way, talk about underwhelming. After Nick DeVries goes out and scores points in a Williams in his first ever race to be yeah. as bad as he has been through four this year. Whew. And not only that, but he's, he's racing in Formula E, which is all street circuits. So you'd think that he would perform decent at these street circuits that's a very good point yeah no joke think about it yeah yeah so, yeah but he just he's not he's, he's he hasn't not at all up to work yet so anyhow right. this anything weekend, on anything no, on baku or are we going to move on to miami let's let's go to miami we're going to come stateside where we get to watch a race at a normal time i'm so okay, excited so, real quick <laughs> i'm gonna throw this up there real quick, how this is Never seen this go up with like three people in here. We'll see. How hey, look at that. It worked it perfect. See, this is okay, why I'm in, so I'm in production, Jay. Everything works perfectly. Yeah. So we're at Miami this weekend. Uh, technically, we're not in Miami. Having lived there, I'm telling you, this is up near the Dolphin Stadium in Miami Gardens, which technically is not Miami. But anyway, 57 laps, um, 3.36 miles on the lap, three DRS zones. 
fastest lap is held fastest race lap is held by Verstappen at a 130 131 131 don't act uh, like you don't know it you ran it and practiced it I know <laughs> don't act like you uh, don't know it perfectly Leclerc ran a 128 pole there last year. Um, last year's podium uh, was Perez. Uh, well, no, excuse me. It was Verstappen, Leclerc, Sainz was first, second, third on the podium last year. Uh, so, what do you have after that that says Perez, Russell, uh, Ham? That was four, five, and six, just in case oh, you okay, asked okay. who came in fourth, fifth, and sixth. I was what? I that. wouldn't. I, now I'm just going to ask what the notes are. Yeah, now you're going to ask who came in 7, 8, 9, 10. Who came in um, 7, 8, 9, Jay? I, dude, I don't know. I can tell you who it wasn't. Gasly and Norris, who wrecked each other out last year at Miami. And let's hope they get a new um, post-race interview guy than they had last year. Oh, Miami. God. That was, was embarrassing. so bad. Oh, it was awful. So bad. Yeah. So, anyway. How about Katie, that race? What do you think terrible. about Miami? It was Last year was our first time there. So, what did you think of it last year? I feel like it's very overrated and yeah. in the terms of it's definitely the celebrity race. It's the Monaco of the U S the track oh, wow. is Good point. not my favorite. I feel like we didn't get great racing last year and I'm interested to see it this year. I feel like, you know, second year they've worked out some kinks things will hopefully get better, but especially after last weekend, I'm like desperate for a race with lots of action, lots of overtaking, and I just wanted to deliver. And I'm not very confident that Miami can deliver. You shouldn't be confident. I think we're going to get, it's going to be more of the same. I think uh, that surface is terrible. The drivers didn't like it last year. It was like diamond gravel or something. It was yeah. just we actually covered that. Drivers. It was like a compound that's like, it's native to there or whatever. And it was yeah. tearing up the tires. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, then we had the marina with the painted on water, although they have put water in there this year. Just crazy. Uh, I felt like they threw it together too fast and the track wasn't ready. The, uh, the best part of that race last year, and you alluded to it a little bit, Katie, is the celebrity aspect, yeah. was the pre-race walk. And I don't remember that guy's name. Martin Brundle. It was amazing. Yeah. Brundle, I could have yeah. watched that for a week straight. Just that dude, walk, just wandering around, not knowing who anybody was. He had no idea who anybody was. He was fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know Chad, I don't know if you subscribe to him either, but Kim Illman, uh, his YouTube channel, he basically tells a story with pictures. That's what he does. He goes to the F1 races and he probably takes a thousand pictures and he'll have weird videos like what watches were the drivers wearing this weekend or you know, what celebrities were there. And the one he did for Miami was what celebrities were there. So Oh, there you go. Yep. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun. I, I don't remember anything about the race for the most part, but I remember that walkthrough, and that was it like was, it was fantastic. You know, I hate saying it because I mean I absolutely love Formula One, but it might have been the most boring race on the calendar last year, and that counts the year before when we had the rain out at Spa. So that was <laughs> oh, yeah. more interesting than Miami's actual race. Well, hopefully it'll be better this year. Yeah, we're hoping, right? We're hoping. All right, Jay. Well, let's start with the guest, Katie. Predictions sure to go wrong. What are you thinking? I'm. Well, I say this down. every week, but I'm really hoping that Max has a very unlucky weekend <laughs> and things just 
Do God. not go well for him. Love this guest, Chad. Good call. <laughs> I'm going to get kicked off this show. It's going to be the Jay and Katie show. I'm not asking that you get mangled into the wall. I just don't want you winning. <laughs> right. Like, I don't want you to get injured or hurt, but, like, I just don't want you on podium because... <laughs> I don't want it to be the Max Verstappen show. It's so boring. I'd rather have Checo up there. I love Checo. Checo's amazing. I chant Checo all the time. And (laughs) I'd be much happier with him running away with the championship than Max. I think we all agree there. Even when Hamilton was winning, you know, I hate it. It reminds me of the movie Gladiator when, when Proximo told Russell Crowe's character, you know, I wasn't the best because I won early. I was the best because I won over the crowd. And Lewis Hamilton, sure, he would have liked to have won every race those years. He ran that that dynasty. But he had a lot of P2s and P3s in there. He had some DNFs. It's not fun. When, when Max the Robot keeps you, winning? Yes. When you win 15 of 16 races, it's no fun. Now, to be fair, he's only... Fair. <laughs> I knew I was going to get the letter, Kenny. Uh He's only won two this year, right? And and Checo's won two. Yeah, but you so almost them like... both with the same brush. I think really the the saying should be, "It's not fun that Red Bull is winning every single week." I think and not only that, nobody can get close. Yeah, I put them on my back marker. Literally everyone else. Um, I mean, okay, so I, I cut you off on your prediction. So who who do you think? What do you think is going to happen? I think Alonzo will be back on podium. I think. Lance will improve. Maybe he'll be fourth, fifth, sixth, maybe not seven, eight, nine. I'm still so impressed by him because I had counted him out for like half the season with his broken wrist. So the fact that he's here, he's doing a great job. I think Ferrari is going to struggle again. And I think wherever Lance doesn't land, I think Lewis is going to land with George. I, I do believe that Mercedes is on the rise and we're going to see hopefully something very impressive this weekend. Okay. I do think it's attracted. With She's the so much more in depth that, than I am. With the exception of that back stretch, that's the only, the only track that has a, a straight that's longer is, is Baku. Uh, I think they're going to have a hard time there. Uh, Cause that, that whole back, I think it's like a mile and a half. And it's, I mean, it's ridiculous. So if they can make their moves on the other parts of the track, then yeah, I would agree that they could definitely take a step up this weekend. Um, I also think Ferrari's going to hard time, have a hard time this weekend. I think they're going to have probably some tire deg issues because some of the stuff they did to try to close the gap with Red Bull is making their tire deg increase. Um, Jay, what do you think is going to happen? So who's the winner? Who's the winner? I'll, I'll be the I'll be the punk this week. Uh, Max Verstappen for the win. Uh, Checo second and and Alonso third. So you'd I'm probably gonna... lose money if you made that bet in Vegas. That's probably yeah, probably a, so. That's a yeah. losing money bet. I think bet it's going to lose hundred. I think it's going to be almost the same as this week. You know, it, it's this is I don't know. I think I'm right there with you, man. I think it's going to be, I really want dogs and cats living together. Total <laughs> pandemonium. <laughs> I want Checo to win. So he gets the points lead so bad just yeah. because I want to see Verstappen's dad have a heart, heart attack on the sidelines there. Um, so I think Checo, 
I think Checo wins. I think Alonzo second, and Max is third. Ooh, I don't know why, but I do. I don't Mitch, know. I mean, I hope you're right. I really do, because I mean, I'd like to see Alonzo take the whole thing. I, I so. okay. So I'll, this is what I do. Squirrel moment. Is Alonzo going to get a win this year? Yes. Yes. No, jeez, it was unanimous. I, I think we're going to have a more discussion. <laughs> here's the here's the sad part about it. I think the way it happens is Max takes Checo out, and they both are out. So yeah. maybe this I, weekend. Maybe this I weekend. See, I see coming out of the swimming pool tournament, Monaco, Max and Checo getting into it, taking each other out, and Alonzo going right by him. And Christian Horner's head explodes. Yeah, yes. I can see that. Yeah, I can yeah. see that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we ready to move to Rip from the Paddock? Yes. Let's do Rip from the Paddock, man. Okay. All right. So, so if you don't know, this is our this is our sketch. <laughs> this is our SNL sketch uh, where we pull headlines from the Formula One website, and we do not read the articles. We're literally just shooting into the into the air, <laughs> blindfolded here. Um, although some of these I think are we, leading us in pretty good. Though. Yeah, some of them are pretty good. And this week was a tough week to find headlines that worked. But the first one was Perez was superb in Baku, but can he kick on British term and take the title fight to Verstappen? JD, we'll go. You, we'll let you go first on this one. Can okay. Can Checo take the title fight to Verstappen? Yes, but Christian says that they are welcome to race. I think when the time comes where either Checo is leading or it's very close, Christian is always going to choose his pride and joy, Max Verstappen. So, yes, but no. So, yes, but he's not going to be allowed to. He's not going to be allowed to. Which Okay, so this is my thing I hate the most about F1. Okay. I, I, this the, I think the only thing I hate about F1, just let them race. Whatever happens, happens. Christian should have no care who wins. As long as he wins the constructor, he should not care who wins the driver's championship. And I, I don't know. That's that's the only thing I don't like about F1 is that aspect of it. Jay, what do you think? Is, is Perez going to take it to him? Well, first off, I mean, and most of them are, but I think Katie's right, and I think Corner's just a liar um, as far as letting them race. And I, I don't want to call him that. I like the guy. He is married to my favorite Spice Girl, um, <laughs> which I'm still in pain about. But that's beside the point. Um, I mean, it's been a rough episode for you. The Spice Girls, Katie's and Monaco. I mean, this yeah, has been rough for it, you. Are you doing okay, is, buddy? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna need a like an emotional support animal or something <laughs> after this. Um, so, does Perez have the talent to be the world champion over Max Verstappen? That's the real question. And the answer to that question is yes. Yeah. Um, are they gearing the car towards Verstappen's driving style versus Perez? Yes. Is Perez somehow adapting to that and finding ways to win? Yes. So I think the answer to that question is yes, he can take the title fight to Verstappen, but I don't think it'll happen because of the very reasons that you and you and Katie said. I don't think Horner is going to let him. So here we are. All right. So I'm going to ask this next one. Because okay. I don't have it, because you guys know what I'm going to answer, and you two are crazy Ferrari fans. Does Ferrari's performance at Baku mean that they are on the right path to catching Red Bull? We'll let our guests go first. Yeah. I think they're getting on the right path. They're like working their way to the right path, but they're not quite 
on that path yet. I was very impressed by Charles. I think what was very telling was that Carlos could not match what Charles was giving us. And so that's where I'm like, did Charles just have a stellar weekend? He just released his new song. He's got another song on the way. Is he just in a good spot in life right now and had the confidence this weekend? I don't know if Ferrari will, as much as I love them, I don't know if they will be able to catch Red Bull. I would believe it from Mercedes before I believe it from Ferrari. Oh, okay. So I'm going to hold on. Jay, before you get into this, you guys know a whole lot more about this stuff than I do. Katie Leclerc has a song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jay, so, why do we not have this on the show? I didn't bring it up. I listened to it. Uh, I didn't bring it up. It was the weekend had already started, and I knew you were in 30 kinds of crazy. So I didn't bring it up with you. What kind of song does he have? So when he's not racing, he's playing piano. And, oh, okay. I thought he was going to um, be a white rapper or something. I didn't know what was about to happen. That'd be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what was going to happen here. And so it's just a, it's a piano melody. It's four minutes long. It's actually very beautiful. Um, it's quite nice. There's another one on the way. Um, so yeah, I think it's apparently like a lot of people were loving his Instagram stories of him playing piano. So I think that kind of boosted his confidence to go ahead and officially release a song. So that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with you too because you know positive vibes can definitely can definitely change your outlook on a weekend. Um, but to answer the question from the from the the article, I think Ferrari needs to be okay. I think Ferrari needs to just completely just disregard Red Bull at this point. Um, they need to make sure they can stay ahead of Aston Martin, which I don't think they can. Um, so that's their major concern. You always, you, your, your first enemy is the one right in front of you. And that's Aston Martin. Um, the other issue they have is Carlos Sainz, who's my favorite of the two Ferrari drivers, but he's got some kind of weird streak going this year where he's just, he's not engaging dude. He's, he's Maverick after he lost goose, you know, he's, He's not digging in. He's not putting, wow, I can't believe I'm going to go Will Buxton right here. He's not putting his elbows out. He's just kind of taking a vacation. But he, he's been known to do that before. We've talked about his yeah. uh, passive um, behavior on the track before. I think his car catching on fire last year, I think that, that screwed him up pretty good. Wow, I'm still going top gun there. I think that screwed him up pretty good. <laughs> but um, he has not been the same since that really i don't think so either and i hate it so i don't think i think they're on the right path to improve as a team i think they're on the right path to show us reliability as a team but there are nine teams on the grid none of them are close to catching red bull so yeah and then we've talked about that before a lot of the best racing takes place in the midfield yeah you know it's if you can for the new f1 listener or watchers whatever viewers if they can take their eyes off of focusing on who wins yeah. and just watch the racing in the middle, it's a lot more rewarding for me anyway. Well, that's like uh, the race this weekend, man. They kept focusing on Checo and Verstappen and they were 13 seconds ahead of Leclerc. And the, the race for 12, 13 and 14 was within three tenths of a second. And it was like Magnuson. Uh, I think Magnuson, Sonoda and one of the Alpines. Anyway, it was tight and they just wouldn't show it. I got a question for you guys real quick since you brought up Magnuson. Where did he end up finishing? Do you guys know off the top of your head? 
Oh, dear God. It was bad. Eight, 17, 18, maybe? What, what's going on with him this year? I don't know. He's From not the guy last either. year. I mean, does he have a Hulkenberg complex? I mean, he, he may. I mean, Hulkenberg drove the wheels off that car this year. He week. has every race. Yeah. He's been better, I think, every race. Yeah. Absolutely. Maybe one. But anyway. Uh, I think so- he's completely shocked that. His partner, who has been out of F1 for three years, came in and is just doing so much better than him. And I think that's stunting that's really every point. possibility of giving us a decent weekend. I mean, it's kind of what Magnuson did to Schumacher last year. Came it's exactly cold, what Magnuson yeah. came in cold, been a year out, and out Finished fifth Schumacher. in his first race. Yeah. So Okay. So this one is kind of what we talked about. And by the way, Jay, we're already at 45 minutes or 42 okay. minutes. We're, we're fine. We're good. Um, we're fine. Did the safety car prevent a different kind of battle between the Bulls at Baku? This is kind of what I talked about earlier. Do you yeah. guys think the safety car prevented a, a, a Verstappen win or a bigger battle between those two? Well, that and it, it absolutely cheated the fans of what I'm sure would have been the best part of the race this weekend. Did you see those two fight it out? Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, think about it if you were watching it and they were, and they were duking it out. In your head, you're like – is Horner telling one to let one by? Is are they going to do? Are they going to flip the cars? Are they going to pit one to help the other one out? Or, but we didn't get any of that. So, do you? Th- okay, so again, scroll moment. If if Perez is Verstappen's leading, right? Perez catches him. Do they let him pass? Do they tell him not to push because he doesn't have anybody behind him pushing him? You know, like you said, I think. Leclerc was 13, 14, 15 seconds behind. Would they have been happy just letting Verstappen win? Katie, I'll let you take this one, and I'll I'll go after you on this one because I definitely have a viewpoint on here. (laughs) I feel like anytime Red Bull gives out team orders, Checo always obeys and does what he's told because I think he's been put in that position of – I'm the second driver. I will do anything to help Max win. But Max has won two championships now. Well, one. I don't really count, you know, the first one. <laughs> but now Checo's like, Max is happy. And Max even said in an interview, like, I'm not trying to break the championship record. I've won. I'm happy. I'm cool. And so I, I think Checo's like, <laughs> I don't have oh, to. I, do. I don't have to listen anymore i'd love to have like a valtteri moment from checo of like you know what nope i'm not gonna do it and it's just an <sighs> fu engineer and i'm gonna take the fastest lap or i'm gonna battle max or whatever it might be i've yeah, never I understood why these guys listen my like, only why i don't think either one of them would listen to team orders at this point and i think this- horner knows it which is why they're not doing it I mean, this may be Checo. Honestly, as much as we thought Max was going to win every race, this may be Checo's best chance. Ooh, that was terrible English. Best chance at a championship. It really might be. Yeah. Uh, I thought last year was going to be that that spot when they were within a couple points midway through the season, but this one may be the best. I mean, he's already won two races. He's got a shot, I think. And he's and got if, just as good a handle on the car as Max does. In fact, a little it, bit better right now. I'm going to tell you, if if – if Verstappen DNFs and Checo wins a race and there gets to be a gap in there somewhere between those two, holy Moses, watch the wheels come off that quickly. Yeah, that and they're going to need a restraining order on Joss Verstappen if that happens. 
which is why I think that's why I think uh, I, I really think part of Horner favoring Max is because he just doesn't want to have to deal with Joss afterwards. Nobody likes angry dad, T-ball dad paddock? syndrome. Yeah, living vicariously through your kid and letting the guy, why let him in the paddock? Just be like, dude, sorry, we're taking your credentials out. Bye. It's not like I he's mean, bringing any cash to the table, man. Yeah, plus unless, I mean, I can see Max having it in his contract that daddy's allowed in the paddock. For sure. No, I can see. <laughs> only because only because Daddy has threatened yeah. him his whole life, and he's frightened of his father. So yeah, yeah, Guys. absolutely. <laughs> anyway, I'm picking on poor Maxie. This last one will be quick. Uh, this weekend's race is the is actually a true home race uh, for Logan Sargent, um, America's star. They're saying on the Formula One website. I don't think that's true. But super stoked to finish fifteenth. We only have. <laughs> We only have one other driver, I think, on the grid that has an actual home race, and that's Charles Leclerc. What so is what's his, doesn't Max have one? Max has two, of course. I mean, of course, Max has two. Come but on, they're not man. in his hometowns; they're just in his home countries. He's got dual citizenship for uh, Netherlands and Belgium. Okay, but like literally, uh, Leclerc went to the elementary school that's in one of the turns at Monaco, and. Um, Logan Sargent's from Fort Lauderdale, which is about, well, it's either 20 minutes or three hours if you know anything about Miami's traffic, <laughs> but uh, northwest of, uh, of the track. So, Cool. Are we ready for podiums and back markers? We are ready for podiums and back markers. Man. All right, hold on. I got to find the music. Oh, there. Katie can hear it. She's dancing. Another yeah. reason to turn in to YouTube. You get to see Katie dance. <laughs> who wants to go first guess gets to go guess go first it's All right, our Katie. first podium and back markers first us. podium okay so i've hinted at this throughout but podium i gave charles a podium i feel like he's got the confidence this weekend he took pole twice and yes he can convert a pole to save his life but if he had a faster car, I think he could have done a lot better. And I mean, that's just it. If he had a faster car, it would have been a better weekend for him. I also had a little heartfelt moment for him because he said it was the loneliest race he's ever raced in. And so I was like, oh, sad boy. Leading <laughs> leading the leading the back of the pack, you know. So he's on my podium for this weekend. And then do I do my other yeah, two? You or just do, do all three of them. Okay. Yeah. And then I gave Aston a podium too. Again, they started the weekend with the DRS issues and then they came out and, you know, took P4 and P7, which I was not okay. expecting considering what they were showing us early in the weekend. And then I gave McLaren a podium. I know we don't like them, but just the fact that they are doing worlds better than they were the first two races one race. could be the best improvement the quickest improvement i've seen thus far i agree with you chad you're so mean it's one race <laughs> i hope they're gonna finish 19th and 20th this week don't worry all right buddy you going with yours yeah i'll go mine um so number four i have a fourth because wow. I, and I, again i didn't see the race you guys have to remember i didn't see the race and i just saw be, the highlights to be to fair be, uh, 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 there actually is four spots on the podium because the constructor gets one 
Oh, okay. Well, whatever. So there you go. Oh. I just saved your bacon. That's and nice. I don't, I don't know what point. actually happened here. So you guys are going to tell me real quick. George Russell's pit maneuver. He passed somebody on pit lane right as they're coming to the line. What in the world happened right there? Okay, so as long as you have Other two than cars, two wheels, you have to have two wheels in the pit lane, at okay. least. And he did. But he yep. was side by side going into the pits, and I can't remember who it was. And then he had to dive into the pit lane as I think Checo was coming out. So I just he thought that was a cool move. You don't ever see that. Nose. He dove across Checo's nose as Checo was coming out. It was brilliant. Can I say? It was totally legal. Can I say for this one weekend, seeing an aggressive George Russell made me happy. Seeing somebody that's not going to back down from Max, seeing somebody that's going to dive into pit road, look fighting for position. As a Russell fan, I was super excited about that. Um, so number three, I had Ferrari. They had an okay weekend, I guess. Um, number two, Aston Martin. It was cool to see. I, I I had questions about Lance Stroll. I brought it up in the first in the first race. Who knew what he was going to be? I didn't. I didn't think he was going to be good enough to to help Alonso out any. They've been great. Love watching them. And Team Red Bull. I mean, you got to give it to Team Red Bull. The consistency, the speed. Really? They have the best car on the. They have the best car and the best drivers on the track every single weekend. With without a doubt. I mean, you, we can't argue it. And no. for them to show up every week and do that, it, it means there's something there. The consistency is insane. Yeah. All right, J. Bob. Okay. All right, my number three, third place on the weekend was Ferrari. Solid weekend. I didn't put them in number one, Chad, so there you go. Nice. But here's the thing. And I put, I'm put. i talking about the whole team because they had two cars that made it through the entire race and, did, and were competitive uh, from a second through 20th situation. Um, they didn't screw up their pit strategy, and there was no curveball for Ferrari this weekend. Um, so third place for them. Second is Aston Martin's teamwork. Um, there were some really crazy things that you will never hear two, uh, two teammates talk about during an F1 race. So first off, we had Lance Stroll pass Russell or Hamilton at some point, and he was right behind Alonso. It was early in the race. And he got on the radio and told his team, Tell Fernando I'm not attacking. Nobody would do that. There's not a soul on the grid that would do that. And it just shows me that those two have realized that this is bigger than them. And they have a chance to be the biggest improved team on the grid by the end of the season. Um, and then later in the race, Alonso figured out some issue he was having with the brakes. And he called on the radio and said, tell Lance... This is what I'm doing with my brakes so that he can do the same thing and maybe it'll help him out. Again, you'll never hear that from any other team. And then last but not least, Checo, he he killed it this weekend, man. He won the sprint, won the race, did well, kept his car out of trouble, kept it ahead of Max. So my hat's off to Checo. Awesome. That's it, man. All right. Let's move into back markers. Let me get I gotta I gotta get the music. <laughs> Hold on. It fades in and out. And Katie's probably too too young to even know what song this is. <laughs> Do you know this song, Katie? I know this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. All right. Back markers are up. It's all you. Okay. In third, I said the Grand Prix itself. Just because I thought it was an absolute snoozer. Yes, there were some nice moments. Love the teamwork from Aston Martin. I felt... Like Saturday was just way more interesting, and that's not what I want to see on a sprint weekend. So I'm going to give it to the Grand Prix. And then 
Number two, I'll give to Alpine. Back-to-back shit show weekends. I get Australia was like a massive shit show for most of the drivers, but you should come back the ne- strong the next weekend. You should be ready if both of your cars take each other out. You should be ready for anything. Yeah. And then my number one back marker is Max Verstappen. I've now dubbed him as Max the bitch Verstappen. And he's there because of his utter disrespect for George Russell and and thinking that he is the queen bee of all because he's not. He definitely thinks yeah, he is. He's a full tilt, full tilt diva. He's a diva. <laughs> he is a diva. Um, all right. So mine, the other nine teams in F1. Can you guys just do something to like get up there and be with Red Bull? Just you guys, you guys have some of the best engineers in the world and, and whatever, just figure it out. Get up there and race with them a little bit, make it a little bit more interesting in the front. Number two, Kevin Magnuson. Um, he needs to have a bounce back weekend this weekend. And number one, I put Alfa Romeo, but I think I'm going to change it to Alpine um, just because there was a little bit of expectations coming into this year, especially with Gasly. And I just feel like they haven't lived up to it I, really at all. I mean, I think they've had one good race, and that's about it. So, How about the fact they were best of the rest last year? And they're just not That's what I'm close. saying. There was, there was a big expectation. Aston Martin oh. took the jump that Alpine, we all thought Alpine was going to take. Aston Martin took it. So, anyway, yeah. your turn, Jay. All right. Um, I, I'm going to absolutely murder English right here. Uh, Mercedes' utter and complete lack of any indication of any type of even remotely possible straight line speed. That's a long they sentence, had, bro. Yeah, they had nothing. And it, I've never, like, when I watch a race, even if it's a team I don't like, I never really find myself like, seriously feeling bad for i mean i i was saddened you know i was trying to think if i was russell right now because it was always russell that uh hamilton was already in his spot he wasn't going to be moved from it but russell kept trying and god love him and i don't but he he kept trying and he just could not he could not close it at all and i was like man that has got to be so frustrating in that car you know you're not making mistakes you know you're, you've got the position to make the pass or the overtake, and you just can't do it. I mean, it's like the world saying, no, not today, you know, kind of thing. So really upset for him. Um, next was the Haas Alpine pit strategy. So, Chad, they pulled the they pulled the NASCAR move um, where they they didn't pit. They started out on, on, on the hards or whatever, and were trying to go, Lord knows, I don't know how many laps they thought they were going to do on hard, on hard tires, but they were waiting on a safety car that never came. And so they had four laps left and neither one of those teams had pitted. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, what? You, I mean, it's time to poop or get off the pot at some point, right? So yeah. they needed to dive in and get tires. And by the time they did that, there was like two laps left. That's when the uh, the people were on pit road, right? Yeah, and here's the like thing. The whole Hulkenberg, issue. Hulkenberg was in 10th place on lap 47 and hadn't pitted 47 laps on the same tires Jeez. waiting on the safety car that never came and Ocon was the same way and it ended up being lap 47 i think that they pitted out of 51 so it's like egon level stupidity yeah yeah it was dumb yeah you're right it was absolutely mattia Benotto level of stupidity yeah. um sorry sorry uh diddy i know you love egon but we got a subscriber that calls Mattia Bonotto Egon from Ghostbusters because he thought he looked like him. And he's, he looks he's just like him. 
Yeah. Uh, so my last back marker is Nick DeVries. He gets my goatee fee award this week for the bonehead move into the wall and breaking his arm and, and all that stuff. Not his real arm, his car arm. And uh, he literally said, I was really stupid and I paid the price. Well, yeah, you got that one right. So that was that. All right. Let's get to our NASCAR minute featuring Benny in the streets. Give me just a second. I got to turn our music on. And okay. It's time for the NASCAR minute. Right now, break it up. What's up, fellas? Uh, Dover, Monster Mile, finished on a Monday. Uh, rained out on Sunday, too much rain going on. Pushed the race back to Monday, which as we all know, is a green track, means no rubber built up. Uh, but it was a good race, uh, great race, actually. Um, William Byron led the most laps, picked up another stage victory. I think that's up to six for him on the year. Uh, so William Byron had a really strong car. Ross Chastain has a really strong car. Um, he, he runs over uh, Brennan Poole, uh, lap car, turns him into the wall. Just, I mean, runs flat straight through. Turns him into the wall, collects Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson's furious after the race. A lot of growing, uh, a lot of growing hate for Ross Chastain out there. Um, you know, he's, he's a pretty aggressive driver, and uh, you know, a lot of folks don't don't think that he quite has that uh, that cred yet to be able to do that and to do those things. So it'd be funny. Uh, be, be funny and interesting to see how, how that plays out. But Martin Truex picks up the win again on a Monday, finished Monday, uh, snaps a 54 race winless streak for him, which is the longest of his career to date. Ross Chastain probably here. William Byron had the best cars of the day. He ends up finishing second. Uh, Ryan Blaney gets third, Byron fourth, and then Benny rounds out the top five. So on to another uh, fun track next week in Kansas looking forward to that so uh we'll be back next week to talk about kansas listen i'm gonna say it right now before you get in here jay listen you can talk smack about marshall you can talk all the trash about marshall you want to talk but there will be no bad talking of ross chastain on this podcast forever For, you just don't talk bad about the watermelon man so benny no no more first off to be the be the bigger person in this one um Thank you, Benny, for a wonderful NASCAR delivery. On the no, it's terrible. You talk bad about Ross Chastain. And, and I am also going to talk bad about Ross Chastain, but only for three seconds. It was what he did was not right, man. Uh, it was it was a bad move. It was overly side? overly aggressive. So I said it. Ross Chastain's entire career is overly aggressive. <laughs> like well, that's his entire move is the the wall, the Martinsville can you wall. Imagine, can you imagine Ross Chastain in F one though? He would Holy be crap. uh he would be Grosjean. It, it, yeah, yeah, you're he, right. He would, he would tear up everything. He'd try to knock every wall down in the, on the track. Thanks for the segue, right. by the way, Chad. Roman Grosjean yeah. came in second again for the 495th time in IndyCar this past weekend. <laughs> he, he still hasn't won a race, but he's so close. And he, he led it for so long. And then he just pulled a bonehead, typical Grosjean maneuver on one of the turns, flew wide, McLaughlin uh, went right by him, and Will Power came in third. So that's the IndyCar report. Seeing Roman race, though, I saw a, a good clip of him. I was it him and it wasn't him and Will Power. It might have been McLaughlin. I don't know. 
But those two are going at it pretty good, wheel to wheel, all the way through some turns. It was a lot of yes, fun to watch. That was McLaughlin. Watching that race made me want to watch IndyCar more. Katie, you yeah. ever watch Indy? No, I I only watch Formula One. <laughs> I always say I'm going to get more into IndyCar and NASCAR, but by the time the weekend is over, it's like, oh, another another well, we one has gone that. by and I haven't watched. <laughs> I get it. Well, uh, we, here's the thing, though. You're like in IndyCar territory up there. I mean, you're close to the home of IndyCar, so... Yeah. I think so this year I'm going to the Chicago street race for NASCAR. I know okay. that's not like a traditional race, but we're going to go anyway. And then I think next year I'm going to have to go to the Indy 500. I think it's time. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. That would be uh pretty cool to see. I, so I got to see, I've never seen an Indy car race and Jay and I went down. Uh, we have media credentials at Texas motor speedway and went down to watch practice from pit road and seeing how fast those cars are was awesome. Like it was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. I wish we could have stayed for the race. It, I mean, it was a lot of fun to watch. Admittedly, I like watching IndyCar on, on road courses and street courses versus ovals, but it's still, yeah, they're, they're lightning fast. It's a lot uh, of fun. Yeah. So it was a good time. Jay, what do we have uh, GT world challenge this week? Well, we had new Orleans last weekend or this past weekend. Uh, nobody could really stop, uh, uh, Mercedes-Benz again, the, the AMG uh, Mercedes was kind of unstoppable. And then that new BMW, and I'm going to keep saying it, nobody's found an answer for the speed. They've like completely supplanted Audi uh, at GT World Challenge. And then the Porsche, which you ran the other night on ACC, that same yep. one, the, the new 993. Um, so, yeah, doing really well there. Um, next stop is actually Coda, Circuit of the Americas on May awesome. 19th. So it's a fun tracks, one of my favorite tracks. Yeah, I, I love Coda. It's and it doesn't matter what kind of car you're taking around that. Anytime you come around that first turn and come down the hill and you hit the sweepers, it's the, the yeah, that whole sweeper segment. I love it. I love the straight stretch down to turn 19. Uh, just a really good circuit. All right, Jay. I think that wraps us up. Katie, before we sign off of here, tell everybody how to follow you again and, and tell them where to find your podcast. Yeah, so you can find Dirty Driving anywhere you listen to podcasts. The website is dirtydrivingpod.com, and all of our social handles are Dirty Driving Pod as well. So hope awesome. to see you guys start following, and thank you so much for having me on. This has been so wonderful and such a thank great you. conversation. This has been, been a good fun. time for us, too, yeah. This is so open invitation. Much. Anytime you want to come on and talk racing, you're yeah. always welcome. We're always here on Wednesday night. So anytime you want to come on, you're always welcome. Thank you. Um, Jay, follow Jay at jneal729 uh, on Twitch and Twitter. I'm chadh610 on Twitch and Twitter. And eventually we're going to talk Katie into getting into F1 racing games. So she can be part of our Twitch stream where we race badly. It's a lot of fun. So follow us there. Eventually Jay will want to want to race again. He got mad. I've beaten wow. him a few times we've raced two times in a row. How many and times are you going to bring that up, dude? <laughs> Seriously. Every week until we race, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. He's so much okay. better than I am. <laughs> All right. We will see you guys next week.
All right. So we did a we did a quick closeout. Yeah. That was fun. Katie, yeah, thank you. Time. That was a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me on. I love time. the chat and would love to come back on maybe after we have an exciting race and we can. Anytime. You, cool. You've got my email. Um, yeah. If it's, here's the deal. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to email you after this is over and tag Jay in there too. Copy Jay. Um, that way, just like I said, anytime you want to be on, you're more than welcome. If one of us is gone and you want to co-host with us, that would be awesome too. So. Most of cool. our friends aren't as big a F1 fans or don't want to come on here and talk. So <laughs> that's I, a big difference. I find that with my friends too. They're like, <laughs> I don't know enough. And I'm like, you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey will come on. Mikey, if he's still watching, he'll come on every once in a while. Eric's been on a few times. But uh, yeah, it, it'd be fun to have somebody else on here. So it's, it'd we be, had Benny it'd be a good on there time. a couple weeks ago. He did a Oh, we did job. have Benny. Ben, did it. Yeah. Ben, ben is all NASCAR. He's the one that did Benny in the streets. Um, he's only and I NASCAR. think you already picked up a new subscriber or new follower. If Mikey like follows, yeah, I think so. He will be your most loyal follower. I promise you, he is yeah. a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful person. He's a lot of fun. So, we have a Fuel Pod Discord too. It's just called Fuel Pod. Um, okay. uh, and I don't know if you're familiar with Discord. If you are, I mean, I'm sure you are, but uh, w like during the week, we're always just talking trash back and forth on the Discord chat about certain stuff and. Diddy's probably